You're listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope this message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. If you are in the Fort Smith area, we would love to see you in one of our services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Enjoy the message. Thank you for joining us this weekend for church. Man, we've got a, I've got a word for you tonight, today, and this weekend, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm, it's burning within me. Uh, this is the second week of making space for God. Last week, we talked about making some space and making some room for God. This is really week three. Pastor Aaron talked about there's purpose in the pause, and, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to tag on. This is the third week. I think God's trying to tell us something that as everything around us is paused, as everything that we know has come to a stop, I think God is telling us that we should pause, that we should make some space for him. I hope you've got a Bible nearby. So if you do, grab it right now and turn to Exodus chapter 20. We're going to read 8 through 10, verses 8 through 10. In the comments section right now, you just heard the guys say that we're going to be asking a few questions so that we can have a little interaction with you. But right now, put in that, here's a first question for you. What is one way that you have made some space for God this week. Maybe you've had some time to worship or some extra time to read his word or you know some other way. What is a way that you have made some space for God this week? Let's jump right into the message right now as you're gonna uh, put your comments there below. But let's jump into Exodus chapter 20, uh, uh, verses eight through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant nor your female servant, nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is within them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. There's purpose in the pause. There's purpose in what God was telling us that we should slow down, that we should enjoy him, that we should be making space for him. You see that resting is so important. Uh, Rest is the prescription for stress and stress is the killer of joy and strength. Joy and strength. Stress will kill your joy, it'll kill your strength. Rest is that prescription. Rest is the prescription for stress. If the joy of the Lord is our strength, why are so many people walking around so weak? We, we like to quote that verse and quote that scripture that the joy of the Lord is our strength, but how come so many of us are walking around so weak? You see, trust is at the very root of rest. When we trust God, we will rest. Last week I said, if you're not fully trusting you're probably not fully resting. I've got a few things I want to say here that are their successions here. If you're not resting, you're probably stressed out. If you're stressed out, you probably have no joy. If you have no joy, you're still in bondage. You see, we're stressed. It's because we're not fully resting. Just the mention of the book of Exodus in chapter 20 should bring to mind the Ten Commandments and the story of the the Exodus, the story where God brings his Hebrew children out of bondage. God delivered uh, Egypt God delivered his children out of Egypt. He delivered them out of bondage. And, and this story 
uh, in this story, they're learning how to have a relationship with God. They didn't know how to have a relationship with God. And it was really easier to get his people out of Egypt than to get Egypt out of his people. Because for generations, all they knew was slavery. For generations, all they knew was bondage. All they knew was hard work. And God gives them these 10 ways to live with for God and to live with one another. He says, I'm going to give you these 10 commandments and this is how you are to live. And, and six of them are how to live with each other. You see, we can't have a relationship with God until we've learned how to live with one another. We, we must work at both. God says this. He says, don't kill. He says, don't steal. Don't covet uh, uh, other people's stuff. Don't sleep with another's wife. And the one that I heard over and over is growing up as a, as a young boy is to honor your mother and your father for this is right. So the first four commandments are how to live with God. And I want us to look at how Exodus 20 begins. This is the first thing God says before he gives the commandments. Watch this, Exodus 20, verse two. God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He says, listen, I don't want you to forget, I am your Lord. I am your God. He says, I don't want you to forget that I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. You didn't get here without me. What he's trying to say is you wouldn't be here without me. You wouldn't be out of slavery. You wouldn't be out of bondage without me. God says, I am your Lord. I am your God. And I'm the one that released you out of bondage. He says, whatever you possess, I'm the one that gave it to you. Whatever it is that you've accomplished, I'm the one that's given you the strength to do it. He's saying, the Lord, he says, I brought you out of Egypt and I brought you out of bondage. I want us to look today and this weekend at commandment number four. This is something that we're not very good at. Remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. For some reason, we ignore that commandment. We think all the commandments are wonderful, but we like to ignore that one. We break that commandment consistently. If something comes up and it's more important and it's inconvenient to make the Sabbath holy or to consecrate it or to set it aside, we just decide that we're going to ignore the fourth commandment. See, the church, the church at large, we're terrible at the fourth commandment. We spend more time debating on which day is the Sabbath, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, than we do what it is that we're supposed to be doing on the Sabbath day. The word Sabbath means Shabbat. It means to cease. It means to rest. God says, I want you to pause. There's purpose in that pause, as Pastor Aaron was teaching two weeks ago. He says, I want you to make some space for me, and I want you to set aside a time for me. It's time to worship, and it's a holy time. It's a consecrated time. God says, the reason why I want you to rest, and the reason why I want you to cease is in verse 11, because that's what I did. I want you to rest because that's what I did. To be like God, we must rest. To mimic him, this is the first place in all of scripture that we're told to be like God, is we must rest because that's what he did. Holiness begins with resting. It begins with making a decision to rest. Holiness has nothing to do with what you wear. Some of you right now is probably wearing your pajamas, so it's, it's okay. Some of you, you, you may be making some dinner, you may be making some breakfast, you may be doing something right now, I don't know, but I can tell you this, holiness is not about what you're, you're wearing, it's not about your attire, it's not about your hairdo, it's not about whether you wear jewelry or not, it's not about the things that we make a big deal about. 
It's, are we setting aside to be holy? Are we setting aside a way to rest, a way to mimic God? You see, 90% of Jesus, when he was debating with the disciples, when he was not the disciples, but, but, but the Sadducees and the Pharisees, 90% of the time he's talking about what is it can we do on the Sabbath? You know, they was trying to trick him sometimes. They was trying to say, you know, can you heal on the Sabbath because that's working? Can you do this on the Sabbath? Can you eat on the Sabbath? Can you do this? You see, we, we like to debate every other thing except setting aside time to be like God. In fact, it was so critical in Exodus 31, 15, whoever does, whoever does any work on the Sabbath must be put to death. It was a capital offense in that day. In this day in Israel, on the Sabbath, if, if you go uh, to Israel and, and on a Saturday, if you're staying in a hotel that has 20 floors, uh, it's gonna take you a while because even pushing the button in the elevator is considered working. Every hotel in the entire, in, in all of Israel is programmed on the Sabbath day, on Shabbat. They're all determined, they're, they're programmed that they will, they will stop on every floor. Even if you're the only one in the elevator and you're going from the lobby to, to floor number 20, you're gonna stop on every single floor because pushing the button would be considered work. Sundown Friday, to sundown Saturday, it's a whole different deal in Israel. In fact, when I grew up, uh, life was a little bit different. When I grew up, a lot of businesses was closed. We wonder why Chick-fil-A is closed, and we gripe because we can't get a Chick- Chick-fil-A sandwich uh, on that day. Well, let me tell you something. They're just doing what's always been done. We've, we've, we've ignored commandment number four. We've ignored that commandment. We've chosen to break it. God chooses us to rest and he asks us to rest in fact he commands us to rest he says he instituted this rest as holy he instituted this rest and commands us to rest because he wants us to make a decision he wants us to make a choice to do what he did God calls us to be fruitful yet we choose to be busy see God knows that busyness is not good for us he knows that busyness is not fruitful he knows that that when we're too busy to, to set aside some time to worship him and to gather and to, and to, and to, to set aside a, a day, a, a commandment to be holy, to, be, to set aside time to, to, to worship him, he knows that it's not good for us. See, busyness is connected to stress that we talk about. Did you know that 73 million Americans are on high blood pressure medicine? See, high blood pressure is a direct correlation to those who are stressed. It's this silent killer. Stress is linked to high blood pressure. Uh, in fact, Christians who are stressed out, their witness probably is not that great. A stressed out Christian typically is at the end of their rope. A stressed out Christian is probably not resting in a poor witness. This week I called Kenny and Mary Williams, and, and the reason why I did that is because Kenny and Mary, they... they they farm 1,500 acres. That's right, 1,500. And that just makes me tired just thinking about that. But I was asking him, I called him and I asked him this specific question about why do we, why do we need the soil to rest? Tell me about this fallow. Tell me about this fallow soil because I'm, I'm, I don't really have anything to do with uh, raising crops. And so I was really curious about what this was about because soil needs rest. And this is what he said. He said, he said, there's seed time and harvest, it's all biblical. And he said, once every seven years, 
You've got to let the soil rest. And I asked him why, and he said that the nutrients in the soil is, is replenished. He says, he says it's, that nutrients is reintroduced to the soil because, you see, soil is fertile, and soil is fruitful, and we're just like the soil. We have to let the soil rest, and so if, if we have to let the soil rest, how much more should we, we rest? We're made from the dust and the soil of the earth. God, God made us from the dust and the, and the dirt. And if God knew that the dirt needed rest, he knew that we needed rest as well. If you keep sowing that soil, it will not produce. It will not be fruitful. The dirt needs to rest and so do we. See, last week we talked about being a slave to the clock. We talked about that we all needed rest. And last week, as we was talking about this and making space for God, we was talking about being a slave of time and being a slave to the time clock. You see, in slavery, in, in, in Egypt and in slavery, when the children of Israel was in slavery and in Egypt, they had a 10-day work week. And the first thing that God did was reorient their time to a seven-day week. And that seventh day, the seventh day was holy, consecrated. When he released the children of Israel, he reoriented their week. He commanded them to rest. He commanded them to keep it holy. Let's look at Exodus chapter 9, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord the God of the Hebrews says, let my people go. Everybody knows that, that Moses says to Pharaoh, let my people go. But do you know what the second part was? Why is it that, that Pharaoh should let my people go? It is, says this, it's so that they may worship me. You see, God was reorienting their time. He released them out of slavery and out of bondage into freedom and he reoriented their time and he said, I'm going to give you a day to rest. Why did he set them free? So his people would have time to worship him. In slavery, they never had time to worship God. They was working all the time. If you don't have time to worship God, you're not free. You're still a slave. See, God brings us out of our stuff. He brings us out of our slavery. He brings us out of, out of all of these things so we can worship him. He says, my son, my daughter, I want you to set aside some time. I want you to make some space so that you can worship me. In fact, here's another spot I want us to be a little bit interactive right here. Uh, put some things, put right here, what are some things that have kept you from having time to worship God. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest this weekend with one another. What are some things? Just go ahead and write them down in the comment section. What's some things that has kept you from having time to worship God? In other words, what has kept you a slave? We've been a slave to the clock for several reasons. In Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth, and he gives us only two chapters describing the description of all of creation. And what he says is, he says in, in these sayings, and let there be light, and let there be, and let there be. In all of these days, what he did was all of the work for all of creation, and in two chapters, he describes all of it. But then he was creating this space for us. He did this in two chapters. But then he says, I want you to make a space for me. And as we learned last week, we were, we were reading in his word about 
how it is that God said, I want you to make this space. I want you to create this place. And he gives them 50 chapters, 5-0, 50 chapters that describes in detail how to sew the curtains, how to put the, the, the gold lampstand and menorah in, in, this, in this tent of meeting. He describes in detail how they should do this and create this space. God says, I can do it all in six sayings. But he says in 50 chapters, it's going to take you to create. And if you'll do this, if you'll make space for me, I will fill that space. You see, it's up to us to make space for God. And if we do, he promises that he'll fill it. If we have no space for God, we can't expect him to fill our life. You see, when they, when they finished creating this space exactly the way he wanted them to do it, God filled it with his presence. This brings us to our next scripture, Leviticus Leviticus 9 and 23. Moses and Aaron then went to the tent of meeting. When they came out of the tent of meeting, they blessed the people. Watch this. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. The glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. All of the people experienced the glory of the Lord. Fire came out. From the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, when they saw this huge fire coming out of that place, when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy. They shouted for joy. They were filled with joy. And they fell face down and worshiped. When we, when, look at the reaction of the people. When the glory of the Lord appeared, watch this. Fire came out of that place and the presence of God. Picture this. The people, they had, they had been preparing for nine months. They've been doing exactly what God wanted them to do. They said, God says, do it like this. They did it like this. God says, create this. They did that. They made this space and they created the place. They were sewing the curtains. They got all these craftsmen to, 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 to craft the altar, to craft the, the table of showbread, to, cra- to craft uh, uh, the, the brazen laver and the Ark of the Covenant and, and make, it, make it out of acacia wood and put gold on the inside and gold on the outside. God gave specific detail how to make this place. And the people, they were excited because for nine months, they knew they was about to experience the presence of God if they did it the way God says. God says, make some space so I can live and dwell among you. And the glory of the Lord appeared just like he said he would. Look at what the scripture says. Fire came out from the presence of God. And God says, if you'll build this space and do it like I tell you to do it, I'm gonna fill that space. My presence would be with you. Let's look at their reaction one more time in in scripture. Their reaction when fire appeared and God's glory showed up, just like he said, they shouted for joy. They fell on their face and they worshiped him. They shouted for joy and they fell on their faces and they worshiped him. When God's, God's presence brings joy and brings worship. God's presence brings joy and worship every time. Psalm 1611 says this, you will show me the path of life inferring that we're walking with him you will show me the path of life that i'm walking with you now i'm within close proximity to you i'm in your presence when you show me the path of life in your presence there's fullness of joy there's fullness of joy in his presence psalm 16:11 i love it you will show me the path of life and as i'm with you as you're living and dwelling with me, 
your presence. It, there's fullness of joy in your presence. You see, we walk around stressed out. We walk around freaked out. We walk around with anxiety. We walk around weak and with no joy while God is wanting to draw us near. And he says, look, I'm calling you to a place where my presence dwells. I'm calling you to a place where there's fullness of joy, where there's strength, where there's peace. You see, we trade joy for our busyness. We trade joy for our anxiety. We trade joy for depression. We trade joy for pain and sorrow. We trade it for high blood pressure. And God is saying, I want you to create a space. God's presence always brings joy, thanksgiving, and worship. Almost 500 years passed after Moses showed the people how to build this tent of meeting and now Solomon's building the temple in Jerusalem. I want you to watch this scripture. 500 years goes by. They take this same Ark of the Covenant and they put it in this temple. Solomon, he builds the temple in Jerusalem. He constructs a new place, a new space for God, for God to live and to dwell. They set up this inside the temple and look what happens. When Solomon finishes making the space, watch this, 2 Chronicles 7.1. See if this doesn't sound familiar. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Sound familiar? The priest could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. They made a space and God filled it. When all of the Israelites saw the fire coming down, does this sound familiar? And the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and they gave thanks unto the Lord saying, He is good. His mercy endureth forever. He is good. They were filled with joy and they fell down with their faces on the pavement. Does this sound familiar? exactly what happened 500 years earlier with this tent of meeting fast forward to the day of Pentecost on Acts chapter 2 in Acts 2 in Acts chapter 2 watch this God filled the whole house and they saw fire that divided and filled them God filled the house and his presence was like fire and it filled them sound familiar God choose he chose a new place to live he chooses this new place to live when we make room and we make space. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says it like this. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If we create the space, He will fill the place. You see, the immediate reaction of God's people is always joy and worship. So why are we filled with fear? And anxiety if God's presence always brings joy and always brings worship why are we filled with fear and anxiety high blood pressure and stress ask yourself that question have you traded your joy and your worship for busyness for the stress for the pain for the confusion the high blood pressure for depression it may be time to make some space it may be time for God to fill this place. It may be time for you to rest and keep the Sabbath, make it holy. So he can fill your life with his presence, with his joy, with worship, with his peace, 
and with his strength. I hope this has challenged you today. This weekend, I want you to make some space. I want you to think about joy and worship. If your life is filled with anxiety and fear, rather than joy and worship, it's time to create some space. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, in your presence, we pause. I ask you that you would minister mightily right now for every person that's watching this weekend. May they experience your presence. May they experience your peace. May they experience your power in a brand new way. I pray, God, that they would pause and experience you. That they would slow down and have a Sabbath. That they would know you in a brand new way. I thank you for it. I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. You can learn more about our church at harvesttime.net or by following us on Instagram. To stay up to date with more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time.